When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I'm working out, I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath Come away. Come in, everybody, to a bonus Saturday, December 30th episode of the Air Force Sports Podcast. That is right. Do not check your feeds. You have a bonus show in your feeds right now for one very simple reason. It is because on Friday night, my Ohio State Buckeyes, Ryan Day, the guy that I think I have been more critical of than anybody over the last three or four years, he had a debacle of a night against Missouri, and I could not wait until Tuesday's Aaron Torres pod to talk about it. So here's the deal, right? So one, I know when I signed off Friday, I said no new episodes until 2024, enjoy the holiday weekend. But the bottom line was, I think the Cotton Bowl had meaning. I think the Cotton Bowl meant something. I think the fact that Ohio State lost another high-profile game, the offense looks worse, Ryan Day continues to struggle against good teams, SEC teams, in big games, I thought that meant something. And so what I figured was a couple things. One, by the time I sign on on Tuesday, you're just going to want to talk playoff. You're not going to care about Ohio State, the Cotton Bowl from five, six days ago. So I figured what I'd do, we turn on the mic, bonus show. And I just give you 15 or 20 minutes of thought on Ohio State versus Missouri in the Cotton Bowl. Ohio State loses 14 to three. Ohio State has less than, it was right around 200 yards of total offense. And it just felt like a quick 15 to 20 minute bonus episode of the Aaron Torres pod was in the works for the Saturday. So it's Saturday as I'm recording here. It's about 1030 Eastern time. Let's get to some thoughts on Ohio State and Missouri. Before we do, we'll take a quick break. Word from our sponsors, when we come back, boy, oh boy, oh boy, does your boy Torres got to go in on Ohio State, in on Missouri, another just disappointing night for Ohio State fans, and man, do I think they have a lot to be frustrated by. Quick break, be right back. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. All right, everybody. I'm back. Going to be back. Going to be back. Uh, So I was thinking about this as I prepared this segment. I do want to talk about Ohio State, Missouri, Cotton Bowl. You guys tell me these bowl games are meaningless, but boy, oh boy, did it feel like there was a lot of meaning at Jerry World on Friday night. And so as I prepped for this segment, I was thinking about this. I think there is one thing. That it, that gets under the skin of every sports media member, um, you know, that, that gives out opinions, that sh- has strong opinions, whatever. Skip Bayless has MJ versus LeBron. I think, I, I don't know Skip, but I think in his heart of hearts, he truly believes that LeBron is overrated. He'll never compare to MJ, whatever. 
Stephen A. Smith. You see him every single time the Cowboys lose a big game with the Cowboy hat on, with the cigar in his mouth. And he basically says, I don't care who, what happens, when, whatever. When the lights come on and they're the brightest, the Cowboys are going to struggle. And so I bring it up because I think everybody who has strong opinions in the media really has that one thing that gets under their skin that they believe in their hearts more than anything to be the truth. Well, I bring it up because for your boy Torres, and to be clear, I'm not comparing myself to Skip Bayless and, and Stephen A. Smith in terms of success. I may never get there. But in my heart of hearts, I have truly believed essentially from the beginning that Ryan Day was simply not built for Ohio State is not Urban Meyer has let the, the has let the program that Urban Meyer has handed him continue to decay, continue to get further from what it was, and that Ohio State will never be great under Ryan Day. Doesn't mean he needs to be fired. Doesn't mean he's the worst human being in the world. Doesn't mean he's a bad dad. Doesn't mean he's a bad father. I just believe Ohio State is one of those Cadillac jobs where if you are the guy, it should be ten years of nothing but the highest of high level success. Well, I bring it up. Because we know Ryan Day's resume, and we now have, after all the losses to Michigan, after three straight years where you don't even play for a Big Ten title, we have yet another piece of proof that Ryan Day just might not be the guy for Ohio State as on Friday night in the Cotton Bowl, in a game that you tell me is meaningless, but as I just said, it did not feel meaningless for Ohio State fans. They go in. They play Missouri, the third, fourth best team in the SEC, and they play an ugly, sloppy, embarrassing game in which they lose 14-3 to and finish with a grand total of 203 yards of total offense. And so we can beat around the bush, we can bury the lead, but this is just another notch under Ryan Day's belt. This is just another line on his resume that I'm sorry. This guy just might not be built for Ohio State. Let's go ahead and dive in, and let's start with the obvious, okay? Anyone like myself who's criticizing Ryan Day, there are a few things that you have to acknowledge. One, Ryan Day was playing this game with essentially first his backup quarterback, Devin Brown. Uh, And then on top of that, it then turned into the third-string quarterback because Devin Brown got hurt early in the game. Lincoln Kineholz, a true freshman from South Dakota, ended up playing the, the 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 majority of the snaps. So I understand that Ryan Day had a third-string quarterback in this game, and I understand that for the most part, you're not really going to have a ton of high-level success with a third-string quarterback. Just ask Florida State a few weeks ago. They beat Louisville, but boy, oh boy, was it ugly. Now, of course, there was one team that had a third-string quarterback a few years ago, won a national championship, Ohio State, but that's neither here nor there. What I will also say about Ryan Day, and what I will give him credit for, is that on on Friday night, that defense was elite. And I think that's one thing that no matter what you want to criticize Ryan Day for, he has, with the help of Jim Knowles, his offensive coordinator, he has fixed that defense. The defense was flying around. They got pros everywhere, and it was the defense that largely kept them in the game. So I think on the one hand, You could look at third-string quarterback, elite defense, could have won, and it's a bowl game, and you did have Marvin Harrison Jr. opt out, and you sit there and say, come on, Torres, how much can you really blame Ryan Day? To his credit, the defense looks good. To his credit, it was a third-string quarterback. And so I would sit there and say, I understand that part of the argument. But I also think when you dive deeper, 
and you really peel back the layers of the onion, I'm sorry, but this really does fall on him, and this is another really bad loss. First of all, let me say this. Third-string quarterback, non-third-string quarterback, whatever. Isn't Ryan Day supposed to be an offensive genius? Well, let's just let's just crunch the numbers and, and and let's stick with facts on this, okay? Last four quarterbacks that Ryan Day has coached, C.J. Stroud immediately got better the second that he went to the NFL. We were questioning C.J. Stroud during the draft process, and as it turns out, he was awesome. It was an Ohio State problem. It wasn't a C.J. Stroud problem. Then you have Kyle McCord. Okay, he's not good enough. Whatever you run him off, Devin Brown ends up playing in his place. Devin Brown doesn't look very good before he gets hurt behind a bad offensive line, mind you, or at least an offensive line that did not show up. And then Lincoln Kineholz plays. So one, you're supposed to be an offensive genius to finish with 203 yards, three points in this game. But two, it goes back to what I said. Part of this falls on a lot of other variables out of Ryan Day's control. But do you know why they were thrown into the fire and had to have a third string quarterback playing in this game in the first place? It's not because Devin Brown got hurt. It is because the guy who started all year long, who led you to 11 wins, entered the transfer portal because you basically told him he wasn't good enough. And so, listen, this goes back to what I have been saying since the day after the Michigan game. I can tell you this. In general, in sports, it is not often that I am genuinely surprised by a reaction or a response to something. Every so often, but not very often. I bring it up because I was stunned with the way Ohio State fans reacted to the third straight loss to Michigan after this this past season. It felt like to me watching that game and for Ohio State fans watching this video or listening on, on podcast, I watched the entire game, every single play, and I've watched every meaningful snap of Ohio State season, okay? And I bring it up for this simple reason. When I watched that Ohio State game, I thought that there were three reasons that Ohio State lost to Michigan. I thought that Ryan Day coached scared, second drive of the game, you're on your own, what, 46-47, you're basically at midfield, you decide to punt for a year after telling us, after screaming in Lou Holtz's face, we're tough, we're different, you don't get us on the biggest drive of the season to start the biggest rivalry of the season, you punt, give me a break. The second reason I thought Ohio State lost, I know I'm going all over the place, but this will come full circle, I promise. The second reason I thought Ohio State lost to Michigan, I thought it was because the defense, on the biggest drive of the year, in the fourth quarter. They did hold Michigan to a field goal, but Michigan took seven minutes off the clock with a 13-play drive. You pay your defensive coordinator $2 million a year to get that team off the field, and they could not get Michigan off the field. Michigan bullied you again when it mattered. And I thought the third reason they lost was because Kyle McCord did not play very well. Two interceptions, both crucial, one to seal the game. And so I bring that up because to bring it full circle, Once the game went final, there was a lot of heat on Ryan Day, but then it became an indictment on Kyle McCord. And so the reason you're playing a third-string quarterback is because you ran off the starter that won you 11 games. And I've said it all all winter. Ryan uh, uh, Kyle McCord was not C.J. Stroud. He was not Justin Fields. But he is not the only reason that you lost that game. And oh, by the way, for all the Ohio State fans, oh, he wanted a guarantee that he was going to be a starter, blah, 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 this and that. Well, here's what I'm here to say. I don't know all of the inner workings. I certainly know what Ryan Day has leaked to the media. I don't know all the inner workings, but what I do know is this. Kyle McCord won that job coming out of fall camp. 
tell me about Devin Brown. He was banged up. He was whatever. He was this. He was that. I don't really care. The bottom line is Devin Brown had all fall camp. Then the first game of the season, then the second game of the season before Ryan, they had to give the job to Kyle McCord because Devin Brown could not win it. So don't blame me for Kyle McCord leaving. He had one year of eligibility left. He already won the job. You're clearly recruiting the portal and you're clearly telling him Devin Brown is the better alternative. So for uh, six weeks, all I heard was blame on, on Kyle McCord for this. And I do think this is the first time that Ryan Day is, there's just no excuse for this. Don't tell me about a third string. Don't tell me about this. Because every other big loss, there's been an excuse, right? The first loss to Michigan. Or let's even go back. 2019, college football playoff. You blow a 16-point lead. Oh, it's the ref's fault. Then you lose to Michigan a few years later, 2021. Well, you know, we were sick and the flu was running through the building and whatever, blah, 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 this and that. Then you play them again. And you lose again. And you think, okay, that's problematic. Then all the Connor Stallions stuff comes out. And as I said at the time, it was like, well, I mean, obviously they only won because they've been stealing signs. Well, then you lose to them again. So first time it was the flu. Then it becomes Connor Stallions. Then you lose to him again. Then you blame Kyle McCord. And so what happens in this game? Devin Brown doesn't look very good. Gets beat up behind a bad old line. Lakey Kineholtz doesn't look very good. Like at one point, at some point, there is only one constant And that is Ryan Day. And so I sit there and say, like, how soon do Ohio State fans just have to see enough to acknowledge he ain't the guy? And I think there's a couple big picture concerns that I would have if I was Ohio State. One, this team is just, they just have lost the edge that Urban Meyer brought to them, okay? And I know we're now, what, six years, five years removed from from, from the uh, Urban Meyer era. But this team, every single year, It's gotten a little softer, a little softer, a little softer, a little softer. And I think it all came to a head with what we saw on on Friday night at the Cotton Bowl. Go back and watch that game. There's the, The defense played lights out, but there's no energy. There's no enthusiasm. There's no excitement. There's no fight when you go down. As a matter of fact, it felt like they kind of quit. It was they they were actually up going into the fourth quarter. And yes, the defense was worn down. I'm not blaming the defense. But there's no fight, there's no energy, there's no want to, there's no this, there's no that, there's no nothing. Two, I think this is important. The offense is progressively getting worse. You're supposed to be an offensive genius. And I know in the Ohio State community, there's a big debate. Should Ryan Day even be calling plays? All I know is that the offense continues to get worse. Justin Fields was awesome. Then it gets a little bit worse. Then C.J. Stroud, and you blame C.J. Stroud. Then he goes to the NFL, and you realize, okay, well, C.J. Stroud really wasn't the problem. And then it was Kyle McCord, now it was Devin Brown. And here's the scary part. I don't know if the answer is on the roster. I'll be blunt. I don't know if the answer is in the portal. And it's crazy to me because even after the game, you know what I saw trending? I saw Air Noland trending. Do you know who Air Noland is? He was the quarterback that's committed for this 2023 recruiting class that just signed this month. And so you look at Air Noland. And now all of a sudden he's the savior. So first CJ Stroud was the problem. Then you realize he's not the problem. Then you blame Kyle McCord. Well, Devin Brown's got to be the answer. Well, I don't know. Devin Brown does look like the answer. Well, what about, uh, you know, Lincoln Klein, Kineholtz? Well, now it's, we got our, our true freshman has to step up. We have to go get somebody from the portal. At what point does it fall on Ryan Day? And so I'm going long. You get the point. And I do have kind of two quick thoughts to kind of wrap. One, the first thing I would say, Another name that I saw trending on Friday night, which I thought was interesting, 
Did see the name of Quinn Ewers trending on Twitter. Remember, Quinn Ewers committed to Ohio State, reclassifies early. Then because of uh, he doesn't want to sit a second year behind C.J. Stroud, ends up transferring to, to Texas. They are now in the college football playoff. You do wonder, in Ryan Day's defense, if there's no such thing as NIL, does he reclassify? Probably not. Is he a red shirt last year? Probably. Is he on this year's team? Probably. And is Ohio State now competing for a national championship? So that's one. But two, this is the big picture thought that I, I keep going back to, right? And I think there's two interesting ways you can look at this. The Big Ten, or excuse me, next year, obviously an atomic bomb is dropping on college football, and it's not going to look anything like what we've got, gotten to know over the last decade in this 14 playoff year. There's a 12-team playoff coming. And I think there's a thought, and I've heard a lot of people say as well, at least now you don't have to beat Michigan. And by the way, number one, you know who's rooting for Jim Harbaugh to go to the NFL more than anybody? Ryan freaking day. Because I do think there is something to Jim Harbaugh has him figured out. If Jim Harbaugh leaves, like Ryan day is going to breathe a deep sigh of relief. But beyond that, I will say, I keep hearing, well, you know, I mean, the college football is going to change 12 team playoff. You don't have to beat Michigan next year to compete for a national championship. That's true. But there's two factors with that as well. And and I and when I say it's true, what I mean is I think a lot of people think just get Ohio State into the big dance. Just get Ohio State into the big dance. And they would, you know, they'll have a chance. One, did you see that team last night? That was basically the team they're going to have. That team ain't beat in Georgia. That team ain't beat in Bama. That team ain't beat in Texas. That team ain't beat in Washington. We already saw them against Michigan. I don't think they're beating Ole Miss, but that's neither here nor there. But two... If the argument is a 12-team playoff basically allows them to get in every year, a couple things. One, Ohio State is not a place that getting into the playoff is going to be good enough. It'll be good enough at Missouri. It'll be good enough at Ole Miss. Penn State will be thrilled the first time they get into that 12-team college football playoff. But at Ohio State, the expectation is you're going to be there every year, and more often than not, you're going to have a team good enough to win it. So I don't think the pressure changes. I don't think the temperature changes. But then, two, the Big Ten's getting tougher, man. Like I said, if you're Ryan Day, you hope Jim Harbaugh's leaving. But I got a secret for you. Dan Lanning's coming. He's like Deion Sanders. He coming, okay? And Dan Lanning, the one thing about his teams, they are tough and they are fearless. Washington, they're well-coached. They don't beat themselves. USC, I still think, I don't think they're better than Ohio State, to be clear, at all. But what I do think is you will see an improvement because I think Caleb Williams thing kind of got weird towards the end of the year. They looked good the other night in the Holiday Bowl. So all I'm saying is, yes, you go to a 12-team playoff, but the league is about to get tougher. And as Forrest Gump once said, that's all I have to say about that. All right, I think that's it for this bonus Saturday edition of the Air Tour Sports Podcast. If you're not subscribed to the show, please make sure to do so. Apple, Spotify, YouTube, uh, uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, YouTube, the Aaron Torres Pod YouTube channel is humming, and I appreciate your support there. And oh, by the way, uh, make sure to uh, make sure to be subscribed. New episodes pretty much uh, starting on Tuesday after the, the college football playoff. Uh, but yeah, I had to get some thoughts out on Ohio State and Ryan Day. You know, like I said, that's my Skip Bayless. LeBron is overrated. That is my take. You can't. I, I, I cease. You know, I, I copyrighted it. I trademarked it. I just don't buy this guy. I really don't. Anyway, I appreciate your support. Enjoy your holiday weekend, your New Year's Eve, New Year's Day weekend. I'll be back on Tuesday recapping the college football playoff. Shout out to Torrent Gray. Shout out to Rachel, who hates my voice. Shout out to JJ Redick, you F-head. Unblock me, bro. 
I will be back on Tuesday. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. We'll be talking playoffs next time you hear from Torres.